Hello, listeners. It's Hang from Hang Says, and I just wanted to tell you about the structure of this episode. So, in part one of this Black Panther episode, we're going to be having the fast facts, the first sight, and half of the diving board. We're going to be talking about the actual movie itself. And in part two, coming out a little bit later, we're going to be talking about all of the characters, and then we're going to do the guessing games and the shameless plugs. So, Thank you for your cooperation, and please enjoy part one of Black Panther. Hello there. I'm Hank, and welcome to my podcast, Hank Says, where we talk all things Marvel, DC, Star Wars, and Harry Potter. Today we're talking about the phenomenal MCU film Black Panther, but I didn't feel right gabbing on without a fellow gabber, so please put your ear flaps together once again for my co-host, Alan. How are you doing today, Alan? I'm doing awesome. Let's get right into it. Starting with the fast facts. What is that, Alan? The fast facts is the first section of the podcast where we break down the who's, the what's, the when's, the where's, the why's, and the how's of our subject for you in case one of your friends doesn't know who or what Black Panther is so that you can be the one to educate them. That's right. The fast facts for Black Panther are that he is a Marvel Comics character created by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby, and he first appeared in the Fantastic Four number 52 during the Silver Age of Comics. As for the movie, it came out on February 16, 2018, directed by Ryan Coogler and produced by Kevin Finch, who is the head of Marvel at the time of this recording. Good on you, Kevin. It was also written by Ryan Coogler and Joe Robert Cole. The movie starred Chadwick Boseman as T'Challa, Michael B. Jordan as Killmonger, Lupita Nyong'o as Nakia, Danny Gurira as Onkoye, Martin Freeman as Zuri, Daniel Kalua as Wakabi, Letitia Wright as Shuri, Winston Duke as M'Baku, Angela Bassett as Queen Mada, Forrest Whitaker as Everett Ross, and Andy Sirks as Ulysses Claw. The movie had a runtime of two hours, and its budget was $200 million, and it made one point. Three four seven billion in the box office. Wow, one point three four billion. You could buy over three hundred million chicken McNuggets with that money. Wow, that's almost enough to last us one weekend. Let's move on to the second part of the podcast: the first sight. The first sight is the second section of the podcast where we peel back the curtain of time and reveal where we first met our subject. So, I first sighted Black Panther on the Marvel Cinematic Universe wiki. See, I didn't have access to MCU movies, so I just researched everything about them. And I first encountered Black Panther while reading the plot of Captain America Civil War. Because, you know, he's a big part of that movie. Right. And I actually got to see Black Panther in the theaters when it came out. And it was the first MCU movie I've ever seen. So it does hold a special place in my heart. Yeah. And honestly, I almost cried seeing Wakanda for the first time. Aw. I personally first saw him in the movie when it came out. But I didn't get to go with Hank because I was playing with a dog and got bit on the hand by it. Oh. And I was just bleeding profusely. So I had to go to urgent care and get that get that fixed so i didn't get to go see it with hank yeah i remember that what did you think of him in other movies though i really did like him he was pretty good in infinity war and endgame you know he kind of you know helped out the rest of the crew in infinity war right defend from thanos and whatnot 
And then in Endgame, he kind of just shows up at the end and fights people and, you know, carries the gauntlet for a while. Right, but I mean, he was pretty pivotal bringing all that Wakanda He soldiers. was, that is true. Plus, like, portals, right? Chills. Right. The, the, yep, the portals. But that's a topic for another episode. Right. So now that we've revealed our origins for Black Panther, let's move on to the main section of our podcast, The Diving Board. Where we dive deep into the pool of learning that is the Black Panther movie. So, the structure of this episode is going to be we walk through the movie and talk about certain scenes, and then we're going to talk about certain characters. Cool, let's get started. Alright, so it starts out showing us the history of Wakanda, you know all the tribes settling on it. And it has some cool black sand graphics. Mm. Then we get to see a little piece of Killmonger, the main villain's childhood. And we get to see Killmonger's father, Njobu, taken into custody by T'Chaka, T'Challa's father, for stealing vibranium. So what did you think of this little prologue for Black Panther? I think it's a great beginning. You know, there's a lot of opening scenes of movies where they narrate stuff. And Mm. I feel like, personally, a lot of them aren't good, but I feel like they really nailed this one. And I really like the Black Sand 3d art i think that's that's really cool you know what you just mentioned there's a theory that it's uh njobu and eric talking you know when he's like tell me a story well yeah yeah it, it definitely sounds like it i really like the sand as well and you know it's used for the kamoye bead gadgets later right. and also when the wakandans arrive there's just kind of this scene where njobu looks around and the Wakandans haven't made any sign that they're there yet. So I think that right. it might have something to do with the blue words on the bottom of their lips that make them Wakandan. And I think that they can somehow, like, sense each other when they're there. Yeah, I don't know. that would be interesting. All right, so next, Black Panther beats up some terrorists, rescues Nakia to bring her back to Wakanda for his ceremony of him being crowned king. And she handles the death like a champ. So they go back to Wakanda, and the city's amazing, and you get to see all that. And yeah, what did you think about this part? Well, as far as the beginning of this scene goes, I really like the terrorist fight thing. Yeah. And I love the glow that BP's eyes have at Mm -hmm. the beginning when he's up in the tree, you know? Yeah. Although, we never actually get to see where Nakia has been been or what her mission is and we never actually get to know what that mission is right but as far as wakanda like it's the perfect blend of modern and culture you know like you get to see just this extremely high-tech society meshed with a culture that is very connected to its african roots and it's just it's really cool i agree Alright, then T'Challa fights M'Baku for the right to be king because M'Baku apparently wants to be king. And T'Challa wins and he gets crowned king. And then they go, or he goes to the ancestral plane after getting buried in sand, meets his father, and talks with him a bunch. What did you think about this part? Well, I thought that it was a cool slash eerie intro to the Mm. Jabari tribe, you know. And I'm going to talk about this more when we get to the character pieces, but oh my gosh, it's so much better than in the comics. Is it terrible in the comics? Oh my gosh, yes. But we'll talk about that later. Okay. I, as far as the fight between M'Baku and T'Challa, I really liked like the 
choreography was amazing. They also had really cool music, like the hero theme, the da-da-da, da-da-da, T'Challa, yeah. that one, at the end of the fight. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the ancestral plane theme with the uh, past Black Panthers all hanging out in the tree. Right. And the best line, I think, from possibly the whole movie is when his dad says, hold on, let me see if I can do the accent. You're a good man with a good heart. And it's hard for a good man to be king. Yeah, I really like that line too. And you, you, you nailed the accent there. I, thank I you, think. thank you. I've been training. You know, I really do think some of the special effects on this movie were just like the best that we've... Some of the best that we've had, even compared to newer movies like Endgame. Oh yeah. I, I think really. Even like just the water when the ship is dropping off T'Challa to the fighting arena by the waterfall and the hover plates on the underside of the actual ship cause the water to ripple in this really cool pattern it's just Mm -hmm. you know just the detail and stuff that they put in that you like you could go without like it wouldn't matter if it was there but since they added it you notice it and it's really cool uh little sidebar do you think that the water is more realistic and better looking than in say endgame when dr strange Uses his magic to, you know, make it all well, go. Well, yeah, of course I think he does because he's making like a tornado. Well, good point. That that's not really realistic. But enough of that. I do really like the choreography, mm-hmm. but one thing I don't like is T'Challa gets stabbed where his heart is by mm-hmm. Mbaku with the long stick, and it goes pretty far in. But he's all like, "Oh, I can take a hit, and now I'm going to show you that I'm the rightful king." But no, he he would probably be fatally wounded or even die since he didn't he didn't have the Black Panther juice flowing through his veins at the time. So I don't think he would have been able to heal quickly from that. And I, I really do think he would have died from that. So maybe they should have, you know, just switched sides to the other side. Hmm. Well, yeah, but I wonder if it's as deep as it seems in the movie or if they're like... They made it look deeper than it was. Oh, maybe. It does go it does go like a good inch or two in, so yeah, maybe I don't know. Yeah, well, it is of course a Marvel movie. They can't just kill off their main character right, right at the beginning. But that is a great scene. So uh what happens next? Well, Killmonger and Claw break into a museum to steal a vibranium axe. It kinda looks like an axe, but it's like curved. It's like what? a hoe. Yeah, it's like a hoe almost. But they steal it, and Killmonger also steals a mask just for fun. And yeah, that that's a pretty intense scene. What did you think about it? Well, I really liked Claw in this movie. I didn't... Yeah, he was basically the first Marvel villain I encountered, and I just found him so authentic, really. Yeah. You know? And I feel like Andy Serkis did a great job. And... uh other than him and Killmonger, however, I didn't think that the other two were necessary. Like, I saw, like, their purpose, but yeah. as to what happens later in the airport scene, I just feel as if they're not very necessary. Like, the big guy with the beard and the girl that's, like, their tech support. Like, I, right. didn't, I didn't think that that's very necessary. Yeah, it wasn't really necessary. What about you? You know, this scene actually kind of reminds me of the scene from Ocean's Eleven where they all pretend to be, uh, like, army personnel or SWAT team, and they, they go in the SWAT with the bags, and they're, 
like disguised and they actually steal the money where like in this scene you know they're dressing up as emts and coming in to save quote unquote the person but they end up killing everybody and sneaking out and acting like they actually you know saved someone it was brilliant and you yeah. know claw says makes us look like amateurs yeah. But I don't know why he's John Lennon, but, <laughs> but yeah, he's like, it's fiendishly clever yeah. making the inciting incident. But I mean, anyone that's five levels down from Sherlock levels intelligence can be like, wait a minute, how did they get here yeah. so fast? I don't know. It was pretty fiendishly clever though. Yeah, it was pretty good. So, Black Panther and the Council of Elders have a little meeting about what to do about Claw because they uncovered intelligence that he's going to be selling the vibranium and they decide to go and get him. And so they gear up and Black Panther takes Onkoye and Nakia and they fly over to Korea. Mm. And behind some sort of disgusting fish market looking thing is a curtain that reveals a super top secret gambling casino Ooh. where... Uh, Claw is going to be selling his vibranium to Everett Ross dun, dun, dun. from the U.S. government and from uh, Captain America Civil War. And so he's trying to buy the vibranium off of Claw and with lit uncut diamonds. Ooh. Anyway, the deal goes sour because this is Ulysses Claw we're dealing with, and a huge fight ensues, and everyone looks super cool, and then they all go outside, and there's a big car chase sponsored by Lexus. Oh, yes. I I really do think that the car chase is made better because the cars are sponsored by Lexus. Right, of course. Yeah, it makes it way better. Obviously. Right. Uh, also, a funny side note, uh, Stan gets his cameo in the casino where... Black Panther wins the pot while he's um, talking to Everett Ross, and Stan is just like, here, let me just take the money and hold on to it for safekeeping so I can use it later, basically. And... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Do, do it again, but with the Stanley voice. Oh, okay, okay. You know what? I think I'm just gonna take these, put them over here, and hold on to them for safekeeping. Wow, that's actually pretty good. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, yeah, I also like the funny scene where uh, Black Panther gets launched off the car that Shuri is remotely piloting, mm. you know, where she's like driving and then Claw fires his arm cannon right. at the car and she's like, <gasps> and she just slides and then the car gets obliterated and Black Panther flies oh, off. Such good VFX. Yeah. It really does feel like a Bond film, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, and uh Everett Ross, right, from earlier, he's he's great in this movie. I enjoyed him way more in this than in Captain America Civil War. And uh, earlier, when they're, you know, gearing up and such, mm -hmm. they're, they're Panther Cave, I'm just going to call it that because it looks like the Bat Cave, but with a big panther. Yeah, definitely. It's so full of cool gadgets and all of this different culture. And also, yeah. Wakabi, who's going to be important later, he's one of the council members, is uh Tucker from Johnny English, which is oh a, uh, yeah, right that's kind of spoofy Bond film. Yep, I I really like that movie. Oh yeah, so what happens next? Well, they bring Claw to the CIA. It's it's not really like an official CIA headquarters because they're they're in Korea. Right, it's kind of just a building. It's tied up to a chair. Everett Ross interrogates him, and 
Claw reveals some secrets about uh, Wakanda to Ross. Mm. He doesn't really believe him, but then asks, asks Black Panther if this is all true, what Claw is saying. Yeah, because he reveals that uh, Claw didn't actually steal all of Wakanda's Viper. Right, and they have lots more. So then Killmonger comes to rescue Claw and escapes with Claw. And Everett Ross gets shot, and he's, like, dying, which is oh, not boy. good. So Black Panther gives up on the chase, pretty much, because he gets he gets shot and blown back, and he can't, can't chase them. So he returns to Ross, and they take him to Wakanda because they apparently can save him. Yeah, so Claw is, uh... He's a bit cray cray, you yep. know. He's he's, he's he's crazy. He's he's a couple arm cannons short of an arsenal, if you know what I'm saying. Um, and he, you know, he is singing in his chair. He's bleeding from his head, and you can just kind of know that this guy's this guy's kind of insane. Yeah, and which makes him a very difficult enemy to combat. Right. So also later when you know Ross gets shot, uh. They're flying back to Wakanda, and, Oka and Okoye is very concerned that Ross is going to, you know, report back once they heal him and right. tell them about all of those things. Which, you know, I understand from her point of view. She's just trying to do what's best for her, her country. and uh, But I do admire Ross, you know, just like jumping in front and taking that bullet. And also I right. admire BP, you know, Black Panther. He has great character deciding to take in ross mm -hmm. despite the dangers to the country as well yeah also shuri's line when she finds out that she's meant to medically heal ross oh good another broken white boy for us to fix yeah i really like those funny shuri comments and i really do think that Ankoye being overprotective of mm -hmm. the country is kind of a thing that's throughout the movie pretty consistent until the end mm -hmm. when she changes her mind and she she really just thinks that the uh, safety of the country is more important than like saving people or helping different people. Which you know, you know, kind of like we can't help other people while we're busy helping our own. Kind yeah. Of so next, Killmonger kills Claw because hence the name Killmonger, right? And takes his dead body to Wakanda after killing the other two members of their group, the guy with the beard and the one girl. Right. And reveals himself to the council as the killer of Claw and the son of Unjobu. <gasps> Whoa. Yep. And uh, the green guy on the council, the guy who only wears green clothing and who has a great big green lip piercing, ruins everything because Killmonger would just be sitting in prison if not for him. If no, if nobody knew knew his name, it's like the man in the iron mask, you know. Nobody exactly. Knew nobody knew who he was. Then, yep, he's just. He's just... Then Killmonger challenges T'Challa to ritual combat because he wants the throne. T'Challa gets beaten by Killmonger. What? Yeah, gets thrown off the waterfall cliff, and then Killmonger proceeds to distribute weapons to basically all of Wakanda to fight the entire world. Wait, 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 wait. So you're saying that a Marvel superhero, other than Spider-Man, gets beaten in his movie? Yes. What? Yeah, it's crazy. Also, we get to see a scene where Shuri has healed Ross, and Ross is kind of questioning her about, 
like all the vibranium stuff. Oh yeah. And that's I think it's really cool CGI scene where they like go down into the panther cave and with all the vibranium and tech around them. I think that's just really cool. It just has like just so much detail and it's just they did they just did a really good job. Oh yeah. But uh Black Panther doesn't want to fight Killmonger for the throne, mm. which you know, I don't know. I think he could have put up a better fight. It doesn't seem like he did that very well. Also, Zuri dies from a stab wound because Killmonger stabs him toward the end before he throws Black Panther off the cliff. And he does it on the side, the the opposite side of his heart. Oh, right. Where there, there's, nothing's there, but he just gets stabbed and then basically falls down dead. Hmm. And... It's just it's just kind of unreal like Zuri and Black Panther should have swapped sides, you know? Oh. For it to be more realistic cuz if he got stabbed there, he shouldn't die or even bleed out. He he would probably be okay, but he basically just dies and it's just I don't feel like it's really realistic at all. Interesting. I mean, you could argue that he like broke his neck or something on the way down like on the rocky floor on which they are battling. Eh, I don't think so. Mm. But, like you said, with the whole Zuri scenes, Zuri recognizes Killmonger from his childhood. Like, it's all over right. his face. Like, he he knows this kid. Mm -hmm. And when Zuri dies, it just visibly breaks something inside T'Challa. The right. person who's been his father figure once his father has passed on. And it's just, it's heartbreaking how great the performances by Chadwick yeah. Boseman. And, you know, you can really feel that death. That's rare in Marvel movies, but you, yeah. you can really feel that. Mm -hmm. So what happens next is Nakia, Shuri, the Queen, and Everett Ross, who has been healed up by this point, flee Wakanda, and Nakia takes one of the last heart-shaped herbs. And Killmonger gains the powers of the Black Panther by eating one of said herbs and goes to the ancestral plane, has a meaningful conversation with his dad, and then when he comes out of it, he's all like, the heart-shaped herb did that. And the ancestors are like, uh, yeah. And then he's like, all right, go ahead and burn it all. And so they burn the entire garden of the heart-shaped herb. Meanwhile, the four intrepid travelers find the Jabari tribe up in the mountains and uh, they plead with M'Baku to take the heart-shaped herb and gain the powers of the Black Panther and, uh, you know, fight to free Wakanda. But instead, M'Baku shows them that Black Panther is alive! Dun-dun-dun! Plot twist! Also, M'Baku just, like, he's got some pretty good character there, man. Like, yeah. not deciding to get pretty pretty dope powers from right. eating the herb while right. T'Challa still lives because he knows that it's it's really his by right, you know? Mm -hmm. And he owed owed a debt to T'Challa to save his life because right. he saved his. Which is, which is an honorable thing to do, you know? As right. I say, way better than the comics. Right. And also, it, it seems kind of like a trend, like you get the heart-shaped herb, you drink the liquid, and then you have to get buried? To go to the ancestral plane because T'Challa does it once and then yeah. Killmonger and then T'Challa does it again in the snow mm -hmm. and it's like huh is that like a requirement yeah. do I just like ingest grape juice and cover myself in snow and boom <laughs> yeah that's kind of interesting also Ross doesn't seem very concerned that T'Challa is dead or and he doesn't seem very relieved when T'Challa is alive he's just mm. kind of 
there. He tries to talk to M'Baku, and then M'Baku makes a joke about how if he keeps talking, he'll feed him to his children. Oh, man. And then says that they're all vegetarian. I, that's, like, one of the best moments. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty good. What's, what's up with the whole gorilla motif, anyway? Like, yeah, no, he's no. just kind of like... Me and the boys, every time we try to shut someone up. <laughs> ah. Yeah, seriously. Also, the heart-shaped herb plant itself is apparently really flammable. Really? Yeah, because you see them, they just, like, hold torches to them, and then it just, like, burns. And then you see the scene with Killmonger staring at all of it, and it's just, it's just going. Yeah. So it obviously must be a pretty flammable plant, and I wonder how, you know, that works. If there's ever been... Something in the past like that happened, like a torch fell and ignited oh one of them. I don't know if that has happened in the past. That could have happened. I also think this entire movie should now be called Wakanda Civil War. Because it's basically a civil war at this point. No, no, they gotta they gotta get money somehow, so they gotta call it Black Panther Civil War. Oh, yeah, I the see. The sequel to Captain America Civil War. I see. All also, right. J the Jabari guy, M'Baku, mm -hmm. he says... He says that they're all vegetarians. Right. But if you see the landscape, it's all snow and ice. It's all snow and ice. Where How do the veggies the come from? I mean, they could have, like, a greenhouse type of thing, but still, that's a really cold environment. <laughs> it's actually pretty impressive. Yeah. How do they grow veggies? Hmm. All right. Well, next, Black Panther argues with his father in the ancestral plane because mm. he, just, he just ate the heart-shaped herb and he went to the ancestral plane. He argues with his father in the previous... Uh, Black Panthers and tells them that they were all wrong, which is kind of a kind of a big deal. He is healed. He goes back to talk to Mbaku mm -hmm. about letting his friends and family stay there, right? Uh, specifically, his mother, and asks him if he can have his army for support. Mbaku says no. So T'Challa goes to confront Killmonger and basically the rest of Wakanda that has sided with. Killmonger. It's less of a it's it's less of a no from Mbaku and more of a denial. Like Black Panther tries to like do a slam dunk and Mbaku is just like there and blocks him and yeah. smacks the ball down on his head. Yeah, it kind of ruins the moment. No kidding. Also, like when he comes back, mm -hmm. Shuri gives him the necklace that she also apparently swiped right. from the lab. Like, how much time do these people have? But it's kind of like Ross hasn't seen that the necklace has the thing, so he's in his right. head, he's probably like, oh, she gave him a necklace. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. But what happens next is really cool, because there's a huge battle, one of the arguably the coolest, uh, like, army battles in, right. you know, Above MCU history. Big bigger battles yeah so there's black panther versus the border tribe not just some the entire border tribe right like 50 dudes and then there's killmonger versus the dora milaje because the dora milaje decide that Killmonger's evil right and confront him but only four of the dora milaje and the rest go to aid black panther in fighting the uh border tribe right and then shuri Nikia, shuri and nakia team up and start trying to like hack into stuff right. and then ross is the only one that is a pilot and goes to destroy the shipments of weapons that killmonger is sending out to the world right those border tribe dudes like 
their shields are so cool. Yeah, with the, the cloths, how they just, like, put it around themselves and then just, like, create a wall that's, yeah. it's pretty sweet. I think that it's awesome that it also isn't just, like, a huge wall that just, like, appears. Like, right. it slowly goes up and they mm -hmm. all start at different times and they start doing that. Also, uh, Wakabi summons the war rhinos yeah. which are so cool not rhino the hamster from bolt <laughs> the ones with the vibranium armor and it's just like oh man like you can have a cavalry sure that's cool you can ride tanks whatever <laughs> no right ride war rhinos that's also ross is like a crack shot man yeah he's he's, he's a pretty good pilot like and of course he had his controls modeled after America's what whatever for him because he can't be do the whole Doctor Strange looking thing that Uncoye does at the beginning of the movie right like sitting and just chilling out mm -hmm. but yeah that's super cool one thing I do want to comment on though is when Uncoye is battling Killmonger with uh, I think it's three other Dormelage at mm -hmm. first and the rest of the Dormelage go to fight in the main battle. Ankoye just kind of hops back and starts twirling her spear. Right. Just, just randomly. And then eventually you get to see later that one of the Dormelage gets caught by Killmonger and then Killmonger kills her. Right. And then all the Dormelage that are fighting Killmonger like yell. And then Ankoye hops back again and just starts spear twirling. It's, it's a really cool fight until you see that and notice right. that. And, and you're then just like. like why is she why is and she it's almost like there? cringy when you watch it because you're like that's not she's like nakia calls her the greatest warrior wakanda has right. like why isn't she In, helping them yeah i don't i don't understand all right so then the jabati tribe shows up at the last second with mbaku being all like witness the might of the jabati tribe first hand and, that's a really good impression oh thank you and then starts to fight uh the uh, border tribe when the Tormelage are kind of backed into a corner where the you know they've surrounded them with their shields so then black panther decides to fight killmonger on his own after killmonger kind of fights um shuri and nakia for a second because they they come out and try to fight him but then they have a big fight in the panther cave vibranium mine right in one of the tracks and then black panther finally gets the upper hand on Killmonger, and stabs him with a spearhead. And then they go up and watch the sunset. Oh, and man. Then, and then Killmonger dies. It's, yeah, it's a pretty it's a pretty good scene. Um, also, during the battle, mm -hmm. one of the rhinos that... One of the... Uh, what's his name? I can't remember. Wakabi. Wakabi, of course. Wakabi is charging toward M'Baku, but then... Um, Onkoye steps in the way of the rhino, and the rhino just stops and then licks her. Like, you know, she knows the rhino because she's right like, with Wakabi, you know. But it's just it's just pretty gross. I really like, like it. I think why, it's funny. But why would you... Why would a rhino lick your face? I don't it's understand. Like a big, it's like a big vibranium-plated, stronger-than-a-tank, massive puppy dog. Yeah. Also, M'Baku is, like, really strong. Like, he's almost as strong as T'Challa with the herb. Because he yeah. literally just lifts up a guy with one hand at arm's length mm -hmm. off of his horse, like, on top of a rock, and he just holds him up in the air. That's that's some pretty incredible strength. And then right he yeets him. He, like, right, he throws, like throws him. him. 
through the air. Because the thing is, M'Baku looks like he's a bit thicker, you know, a bit pudgier than Black Panther yeah, is. Yeah, a little bit. But then you realize, holy schmoes, it's all muscle down yeah. there. It's just crazy. I really like the cool BP Killmonger charge when they like are they get charged up by landing on the ground of the right. vibranium mine and then they go and they punch each other and the energies like cancel each other oh, out man yeah, it's just it's, so cool it's pretty cool and like you said maku is just like a savage fighter like there he just like whips his big old stick with the ball at the end around and yeah like hit some guys it's it's so cool the the it fight is choreography cool. is so cool and like you said t'challa gets to take killmonger to see the sunset at the end yeah. and it's just when he says it's beautiful it's just like oh good then, on you man you know black panther offers to heal him but he's like no i'd rather die right. than be in bondage which i mean debatable but hold yeah. on hold on let me do the quote oh okay nah just bury me in the ocean with my ancestors who jumped from the ships because they knew that death is better than bondage that was that was pretty good. And then the music just like swells. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's pretty good. Also, at the end, Mbaku gets a seat on the council, which is right? pretty awesome. That's awesome. I like to think that they just like Black Panther comes up dragging Kamonger's body <laughs> behind him and Mbaku's like, So are we friends now? <laughs> and he's like, Yes. Come on, let's go meet in the council. And then they have a really cool, like bro bonding moment and the jabari <laughs> tribe gets entered into the whole wakanda hierarchy yeah that'd be cool mm -hmm. so t'challa is once again king because he defeated killmonger in right. quote-unquote ritual combat even though nothing about it was ritual ritual at all yep. and we get to see the after credits scenes there are two of them where mm -hmm. we have the un council scene where he uh makes a little speech and basically says that we're going to now reveal Wakanda's secret to the rest of the world. And the one rich white guy is like, "What? but what can a nation of farmers do for the rest of the world? And oh, he just smiles. smiles and, like, ha, 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 and Everett Ross is in, Everett Ross is in the background and he's smiling. Yeah. And then, of course, we get to see the after credit scene of Sebastian Stan as Bucky Barnes right. recuperating after the events of Civil War. That's pretty awesome. And then... That is the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. I really think the end credits are cool. Not the end credit scenes, but the credits before that, because they use the same black sand. Mm -hmm. It's just not really animated now. It's just kind of... Yeah, it's just like different characters as the sand. Yeah, it's just... The black sand is just really cool. That's a really cool movie. font. Yeah, the font is also pretty cool. And it's good to see Bucky at mm -hmm. the end. You know, you kind of wonder what happens to him at the end and wakanda really looks different in was it the end of civil war it when was, they take yeah. him back or put him in cryo freeze or whatever it really looks like a whole new wakanda in the actual wakanda movie which of course is like they weren't planning or they were planning the movie but they probably didn't have a super clear vision and yeah. they yeah it was the after credit scene so they couldn't do as much yeah yeah i'm just gonna share a really quick story about sebastian stan Ooh, so all right he uh his mother, right, mm -hmm. goes to Black Panther because uh, Sebastian told her that he's in it, right? And so she right. sits through the entire movie, watches the whole movie, comes out, and calls Sebastian afterwards and is like, where were you 
I didn't see you in the whole film. What character are you? And he's like, Mom, you gotta wait until the end of the credits. <laughs> I'm in the end credits scene. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, no idea. It's awesome. That is awesome. Thank you for listening to part one of Black Panther. This has been Hank Says, and we hope to see you all in part two. May the ancestors smile upon you.